Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we're going to do nothing but talk hockey today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Our best bet on Wednesdays is Zach from Pick Profit talking NHL hockey with me. What's happening, dude? How you doing, Phil? I'm doing great, but your heater came to an end last night, and I honestly thought you had another day left in you when I saw your picks. Nothing you can do about that, partner. Yeah, Leafs and Wild. I mean, it looked like the NHL was a bit of a dog day yesterday until the late-night games when uh, Seattle and uh, who else? the Sharks couldn't get it done. You know, Otherwise, it was pretty much all dogs taking over the NHL yesterday. Florida loses at home, I'm sure that. Got some people's parlays, the Leafs, you know, over the Jackets with a AHL goalie and that, the Wild Loop <laughs> Senators. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough day in the NHL for some people, unless you were on the underdogs. There you go. And most people don't play underdogs. So, uh, you know what? It must have been a good day for the books. So, what are you going to do? But at the end of the day, you had an amazing heater. It came to an end. Those things happen. You know, I, I, it never fails or ceases to amaze me how people think about towards folks who lose bets oh yeah you always have to like i mean like i told you before we talked uh you haven't been gambling long enough if you haven't had some losing days and i mean it's funny that i'm saying oh and two is like a cold streak because it's it's not at all it was just the end of a hot streak but yeah that's you know the way i always like to talk about it just hockey aside is always think in the long term if you're managing your money correctly in your bankroll and playing the units right and, you know, one losing day, 0-2 or something like that, really, unless they're both like 10-unit whale plays, which they weren't. They were one-unit plays. Then it's not going to hurt you at all if you're managing it right. You know, just because you're on a heater, big thing is you got to keep the uh, units the same. You don't want to inc- increase too early. And then, uh, you know, variance is going to happen in gambling. So what goes up, sometimes you're going to lose a few, but making sure that you – are managing the money correctly so that you're not losing more than you are winning, if that makes sense. I know you know, but I'm just No, wrong. no, everything that you said is exactly right. You said it right too, you know, and 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 I'm gonna be real straight. What sports better or of any acclaim hasn't gone broke a couple of times? You didn't, but it's easy to do. I mean Oh but like I mean three, four years ago, absolutely have I like you gotta that's what I I feel like Anybody that's been in the industry long enough, back when they were in the learning stages in their first few years of gambling, you know, everybody. And when I say bust, you know, I mean my gambling money must. I'm not. I'm not 
using my uh, real life money. But yeah, absolutely, man. You, you got to learn the hard way sometimes. And that's part of the reason I think that guys like me, you, other great people in the industry do such a great job these days is because just like sports where you've been doing it and you get better with time, it's the same with sports gambling. You learn a lot more knowledge. You learn a lot more about how to manage your bankroll and Really, it's not just as simple as putting in a couple bets. We all know that. You know, it's a lot of research, handicapping goes into it. And then the math gets behind the numbers. You want to make sure that you're always in the green, as they say. So, Always in the green. Now, I heard an interview with a guy named Alan Boston, who many consider one of the greatest college basketball handicappers ever. And he said he always looked at his bankroll like a toolbox. And I'm going to take good care of my tools because I need them. That's how I make my living with my tools, just like a construction guy. So essentially what Zach just told you is pretty much the gospel according to most sports bettors I know. I know some guys who don't really care either way. Um, they know what they want to pay and whatever. But the professionals, look, man, if you're yeah. not managing your money, you're you're not doing it right. And you did it right. I saw all your picks. I, that's the first thing I said to you, remember? I said, yeah. damn, now that's a good way to manage because it's so easy to go on a heater like you did and try to triple your bets and, and take advantage of it. But you didn't do that. In fact, there were a couple times when you were careful about what you did. Yeah, and even started going a little bit lighter. But yeah, absolutely. You know, there there are times if you've been having good success, you know, it's all at your own risk. I do know people that they go on huge heaters and they say, you know what? I know my risk that I'm putting in here, but I'm on a heater. I'm going to try and go way bigger here. And, you know, I don't blame them. It, it's, but again, it's all at your own, dis, uh, at your own discrepancy, right? Like, yep. yeah, everybody knows what you're doing. And that's, that's the biggest thing with sports gambling is you don't want to make blind mistakes kind of, and just it's same with picks, right? Like you don't want to be guessing and you don't want to, you don't want to be coins you know, and crap. Money. Yeah. Cause you don't want to like, the way we talk about, say, a 10-unit play or something, some people, you know, if we're playing 10-unit plays at pick profit, we're usually suggesting to people that one unit is only about 1% of your bankroll. I know that units have a lot of different, through different handicappers and anything, people could play them from anywhere from 1% of your bankroll to 5%, depending how aggressive. But if we're betting 10-unit plays at times, I never want to tell somebody to throw down 30% of their bankroll on one play because – that that could be a bad hit in the day, and then you chalk that up with another one, you're down about 60. So that's why us personally at Pick Profit, we play smaller units. But like we both talked about, and before we get into tons of NHL, you know, there there is many different methods of managing your bankroll. And if anybody is interested in that stuff, it's definitely something I think that you should look into more. I mean, there's tons of information on the internet from different handicappers that do tons of different methods of units because i always get the questions like from new sports bettors what what is a unit and you know i try and explain it our way but there's no real true explanation of a, a universal unit everybody's could be different so yep it all it's all based on your bankroll and if you really want to get into it i devoted an entire chapter in my both my books to bankroll management you can find those at amazon but we're not yep. here to sell my books we're here to talk, first of all, the Calgary Flames. Three weeks ago, you said, look out for Calgary when they get better. 
And look out for Calgary because they got better, didn't they? They got healthier, and they're crushing teams now. They're on a 10-game win streak. All at home, too. That's a big thing for them, right? They they had so many away games at the start of the year. And I know they're on a 10-game home win streak and a 10-game win streak, but I think those 10 games are actually all at home in a row. Yeah, I think so, too, yeah. And, yeah, so now they're taking on – and I, I literally – it's not the best way to handicap games sometimes, but this is the way I've been looking at Calgary lately, is that they have made me so much money over the last 10 games that I just owe it to them at this point to keep riding this train. Like I, I don't see, honestly, how somebody can bet against Calgary right now without kind of just flipping a coin and being like, oh, I think this is the one they're going to go down. Because really, the way they're playing hockey right now, offensively, defensively, there's nothing really you can handicap on the other side of a Calgary game right now. You know, the way they're playing is dominant every single game. Shots on net. Their power play is looking good. They're scoring more. Their defense is good. When Markstrom's in net, you don't even know if you're going to get more than one. And most times that's all you get. Now, they won eight of those ten at home. They did have two games on the road with Dallas and Arizona, and they beat them both. But Markstrom, that kid? is playing hockey at a higher level than I've ever seen him play. I've always liked him, but I like him a lot more. And what you said is exactly true. And, and they have to play Vancouver tomorrow night on a 10-game win streak. They're on the road. In fact, that was one of the – that was actually – was that the place they started that 10-game win streak? It was. It was. They, they began that 10-game win streak at home against Vancouver, and they get to defend it tomorrow. Now, I don't know if the line's up yet. But it's hard to bet against them tomorrow. I don't care. If if it's too obnoxious, the line, I mean, you might want to leave it alone. But I don't think I would bet against this Calgary team right now. And that's the other day when they played Winnipeg. The whole day, it was the day where we had some early matinee games, Bruins, Avs. And I told myself, you know, this Winnipeg, it just it seems like they've been a big spoiler team for people this year. I don't really want to bet on Calgary. But then, you know, my Bruins did me well against the Avs. I, I will say, if you ever are on Instagram, Facebook, anything, and follow the NHL or the Bruins account, and they post a picture of David Pasternak coming into the arena with some crazy fancy suit on, huh. I'm right on him to score a goal. And I know that sounds like the craziest trend in sports betting, but I'm not even kidding. I, I remember back to last year, the Lake Tahoe, when he showed up with those glasses pregame. He got a hat trick. Goes on a little cold streak. St. Paddy's Day shows up with like an all-green suit, show, uh, scores a hat trick. So two days ago, I saw them on that Madden A game, post him with like an all-checkered blue suit, texted a bunch of my buddies. I didn't put it out for work because that's kind of hard to – as a handicapper, say, hey, I saw this guy in a suit, bet on him. But I, <laughs> hey, he, he got two goals, and that guy's got a lot of swagger. So, But, yeah, the Calgary Flames, I mean, like I said, I won that Bruins game the other day. I wasn't going to touch it, exactly what we're talking about right now. I was more like, I'm not betting on the Jets. I'm just not going to touch it. But then finally I told myself, you know what, you owe it to Calgary right now. They have literally made you money nine games in a row because I think I've bet every game in this streak since – because we were talking about it, about if they can catch Vegas in that division. And, hey, they're ahead of them now. Yeah, that's crazy that how fast they moved ahead of them, too. But Vegas hasn't played poorly. Calgary's just played very well. Now, a listener asked uh, about power plays and how much power play 
comes into play when we handicap these games. And, and I wrote back, I said, you know what, I'll ask Zach, we'll do it on the show. But I, my response was, of course they do. But it, it's in concert with other things, like yeah. penalties per game. And of course, you can't always take advantage of a power a team with a high penalty rate because they could also have an extremely high penalty kill rate. So I thought we would kind of just look at some of these teams, like, say, Toronto, for example. Their power yeah. play is money. 30% of their power plays end up in goals. Yeah, not lately, but... <laughs> right, right, right. But but they've been but cracking yeah, it, though. As a whole, and absolutely. I remember last year, too, I think in the playoffs, they were a team that was struggling mighty. I remember the Habs went on that penalty kill record because of the series against the Leafs. So you could you could tell it was a big in the offseason for the Leafs. They, they have a lot of talent on that power play. You look at the guys on there. So they, they always were capable. It's just... A big thing is the setups and in the offensive end. But like you said, you can't just say, hey, this team has a good power play, so I like them more in this. you got to look the the opponent they're playing. How many penalty minutes do they average per game? Um, you know, you, you want to – sometimes I like to look, is it going to be a closer game kind of, you know, a, a rough game. You, sometimes you're going to see some more penalties in. Then, like you said – it's not only penalty minutes that you got to look against the power plays, but then how does that team succeed in killing penalties? And that's a, that's the most important thing. How do they kill penalties? But it all goes back to the goaltending again. You yeah. know, that's the key here. And the best goaltenders usually have pretty good blue lines. Uh, it usually works out. But St. Louis is another team that has a high power play Right, you know, you might want to take a shot in a live betting situation on a penalty, you know, on a power play. St. Louis is good in the Rangers. The Rangers haven't scored any since the break, but they've only played three games. And I got to tell you, I'm a little ticked off at the Rangers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. They've been uh, a lot of close games going to overtime. They've been Sturkin saved them a few times with some big saves to keep them in games. I mean, they're they're getting points. They're going to overtime. They're getting two points with some wins sometimes. But I agree with you. I think the Rangers, me and you both, had a higher hopes for. And like I said, they're winning games. It's not like they're dropping big time. But I expected this team to be a lot better right now. Well, I did too. And and Kirkin is my dude. And, you yeah. know, Igor plays great. When they came out of the uh, break and hadn't played for 14 days, he gave up that flopper goal that flipped over the top of him in the first period and didn't give up another one the rest of the night. And he gives up hardly any goals, but the Rangers just don't score goals. You know, I played him on the puck line twice this last since they've been off the break and haven't had much success there. But they have a great power play when it's clicking I don't know what's going on with it right now, but Edmonton's playing tonight, and they're a team with a very good power play, and they're up against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, who I believe has one of the better uh, penalty kills, right? Yes, I believe so. I'm just double-checking that as we're talking right now. When you started talking about that, I was already looking at Tampa's uh, penalty kill. But, yeah, it's uh, It's fair. 81%? Yeah. So, and there you go. And Edmonton, you know, obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl, when they're clicking together on the power play, it is scary. They put up points. And if you're looking at that from uh, – that'll be an interesting one because I know just last week we were talking about defensemen and both of us 
when we were talking about top blue lines were all over Tampa Bay. So now you got this juggernaut of an offensive Oilers team that is really all offense. We all know that. they. The reason they always choke is their defense and goaltending. And now you got them going up. Are they going to be able to stop Tampa Bay's uh, offense? Because really, if you can't stop Tampa's offense, Tampa's got a better chance of shutting down uh, their the opposite team's offense. So that's the way I'm looking at this right now. I mean, a little earlier, I was going to look into that game more for a pick. I don't want to give one right now, but yeah, it's going to be a good game, especially Edmonton's clicking right now. We both know they've been streaky all year, but when they do get hot, they're hot. And that's a fact, you know, Anaheim also has a very good power play. I like that team. I, I like them. You know, they're not the mighty ducks, by the way. I saw a handicapper put up mighty ducks one day. Yeah. Um, that's the fictional TV thing with the Inglesias kid or, or Enrique, whatever, uh, whatever he is. Martin Sheen's kid. Um, end, yeah. of, end of the day, though, Anaheim, they're kind of sneaky on the power play. Do you like that power play they have? I just love them because they have a lot of young talent, yeah. and which is very good for power play skills, stuff like that. I mean, you get Zegers on the half wall usually on there. Uh, Sonny Milano has been back lately. He's putting the puck in well. Who's the kid that had two goals last night? I'm brain farting. Uh, oh, I didn't look. I had another show before yours. I didn't look at any of the results from yesterday. That was a great game yesterday. It went to overtime as the last one. I actually just didn't give out a pick on it. I had a small play on the Sharks myself. They probably should have won. It went to a shootout. Uh, Raquel. Yes. And, I mean, he, he had two goals in the uh, second period to tie up the game, and then him and Zegris when it went to a shootout. And that's a team you don't want to – if you're talking about young talent, we're talking power play. I was just talking how I like their power play because they have a lot of skill. That's a team that you never want to see in a shootout. Like, never. Never. The amount, the amount of guys that they just have young, fancy players. Like, and that's what I mean. Anaheim is – kind of turning into that new age hockey team. I could see them in a few years making some noise in the NHL. Oh, I think so too. And back to the Rangers, I don't want to see another shootout with these guys. Yeah. I mean, I I sat here with my pizza and I had a big, nice Gatorade and I'm chilling on the couch and and it goes into the shootout and, and you watch these guys and it's like they're in the skills competition with one of those cardboard goalies with four holes you can push it in underneath and i'm like forget that don't bet on the rangers and shootouts back to the reality carolina has a good uh power play but they also have the best penalty kill their special teams is the best in the nhl i think yeah and that's that's going to be an important thing because you know there are teams that if you can score at will on a power play, that's great, but you need to be able to stop them too. And the fact that they can do both anytime that you're, um, anytime that your special teams are working that well, you're probably going to see a pretty good goal differential, like positive side, which the Canes do have. Right. So they do. Yes, they do. And, And the other thing though, is that this is a team that's sixth in penalty minutes per game. So they, they rack them up. And then they keep you out of the net, and that's important. So you don't want to take a team like Carolina because they have a high penalty rate and uh, bet on them just for that reason alone. But your Bruins, your Bruins have a nice power play. Maybe not recently, but who has? (laughs) 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I can talk about the Bruins more because I don't really miss Bruins games. But from a personnel standpoint, I actually, yes, I'm biased. But when I you say the five names on that Bruins power play, it might be the best personnel-wise power play in the NHL. Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, Taylor Hall, and Charlie McAvoy. That is scary. It's just... I think that, yeah, like you said, they, they've struggled as of late. It's dropped the numbers a bit. And, uh, you know, the Bruins are also a very defensive team as of all. I, I think one thing that you see with them on the power play that you don't see a ton with a lot of teams in the NHL is that they're they're aware of that shorthanded goal. They don't, they don't play the – they'll keep two men back rather than the umbrella on the power play and have two guys – guarding the sideboards instead so that they don't and a lot of people don't look at that stuff when they watch hockey but i do just because i played and stuff like that i know the systems mm-hmm. and they're honestly you can tell just because they have four forwards on the ice i think they play a little bit more like scared on the power play lately because they gave up some shorties earlier in the year and you can tell they really don't want to do that but yeah moving taylor hall to that uh side spot him and Pasternak together are really ridiculous i mean i've always been a bergeron marchand guy for the bruins and they're still the they're still the two old men the guys on that team but pasternak and taylor hall that was a good move to start playing those guys together dallas dallas has one of the top power plays and they also stay out of the penalty box more than most like the second least amount of penalties per game behind pittsburgh who obviously they don't make penalty penalties because they don't hit anybody there but uh, yeah. what do you what do you make of the Dallas Stars? I I, I go back and forth on that hockey team. I, I just don't have a good read for them. I'm the same. The only really read I have with them on a team is that I usually if I am betting on them, they're at home. But yeah, power play wise, I mean they have talent. This team, offensive talent. Uh, and you usually when you say Dallas too, the guys you're thinking are Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Uh, Klinberg, but really, you look at their top four scores, and it's none of those guys. Pavelski, Robertson, Rube Heinz, Heiskanen. And if you want to talk about power play, I think that's a reason they're near the top in the power play is that Joel Pavelski for so many years has been an absolute weapon in front of the net. The tipping pucks in, banking rebounds back in. I mean, he doesn't get many pretty goals. <laughs> no, but, he doesn't. He scores ugly goals, but he scores goals. Exactly, and I don't care. if you, Some guys <laughs> know how to put the puck in the net. I mean, I've played with guys in my past where they're some of the ugliest skaters ever, and you're practicing with them daily, and you're like, how is this guy? And then it comes to a game, and he just knows how to put the puck in every single game. And that's a guy like Joe Pavelski. I mean, he's an absolute stud, and he's done it for so long, 21 goals on the year, and I bet you there's a lot of them that are tip-ins or redeflects. And that's exactly correct, too. In Nashville, Nashville's a team that I, I – there was a time I could read them better. They have played 51 games already. That's amazing to me. Um, but they're a top power play team, but maybe they're not so good. Like, for example, they have the worst uh, – they, they get the most penalties per game. And I think on the defensive end – let's see here. Where are we at with this bunch? Holy cow. Uh, they're not very good at special teams. Do you now? How much Last do you? Night they were though. I will say that they they had I think two power play goals and a shorthanded goal against Florida. But yeah, that's one game. If you look at it, yeah, it's not. They're really not the greatest. 
No, I know, but last night was horrible. I understand that part. But overall, I don't like those special teams. They make me nervous. But tonight's game, though, with the Edmonton Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, that should be a good game. And I like what we got going here because Mike Smith is in the Nets. He's 5-5-1 this year. He's confirmed for Edmonton, and, and we already knew that. And then we'll probably see Vasilevsky over for Tampa Bay. What do you like about this game? So you look at this game, and first of all, the lines don't look very very good unless you want to take Edmonton. What's yeah, what are you, minus 200 on the money line, minus yeah. uh, plus 125 on the puck line? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm fooling with the puck line here. No, no. I, I'm, I'm feeling, you know what I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling Edmonton to come through tonight. Yeah. See, I, I like the way their offense is playing. Like we, the thing with me and Edmonton is I, when I play them is I usually look at goalie and I, I'm very hesitant on Mike Smith games. That's the only thing for me. That's fair. I, I think this is one of the things I, I, I'm kind of feeling though, is that Tampa Bay hasn't played a game in a week. And the last time they missed a week or more, they lost four in a row. And yeah. they didn't come out of the they didn't come out of that break uh like they left. And I kinda wonder if maybe this could be Edmonton's night. Yeah, absolutely like I mean, when you look at it, I from a value standpoint too, in the way Edmonton's been playing, if you put into a uh Put into the equation what you just said too about you know Tampa Bay. It's it's shown in the past there is a sample size that they they went on a losing streak when they've had a long break, and I mean it is Tampa Bay too. There's, some of those guys on that team are animals that have been partying for a week, <laughs> but uh, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, from a value standpoint, yeah, I I do agree with you uh, that Edmonton you know plus one seventy five the one the way they're playing right now. Yeah, the line just jumped ten cents on my book as we were talking, but. Plus one seventy five. I mean, that's that's not a bad look at all. I don't blame you. I when I look at that game, I say right away, I'm not taking Tampa Bay. So the fact that you're taking Edmonton doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> no, you know this is why I say this because when Woodcroft took over, they're averaging like four and a half, almost four and a half goals per game, mm-hmm. and they're allowing only two and a half. Now again, full disclosure, Mike Smith is probably a He's not 25-year-old Mike Smith. He's 40-year-old Mike Smith. He is healthy. But like when Zach giggled in the background, um, he did that for a reason because Mike Smith is known to lay some stinkers, some really bad. He's known to do some dumb things, some funny things. And this is a Tampa Bay team that takes advantage of funny things, I think, don't they? Yeah, the thing, though, is now that I'm just looking at it while we're talking to, Mike Smith over his years has been very streaky. When he come, when his losses happen, they, they happen in bunches, and same with his wins. And he's kind of on that winning bunch right now, actually. He went through his bad streak mid. He lost to Minnesota, but it's only because, well, actually, no, yeah, he got pulled seven shots into that game but <laughs> on four goals. That's not a great look. But. No, it's not a great look at all, but it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I'm not betting on Mike Smith. No. I, I'm betting on Tampa Bay being rusty and getting in a hole early and won't be able and, to dig out of it. And like you said, Edmonton, since that new coaching change, I mean, their offense, seven goals, or three goals, four goals, seven goals, five goals, three goals, three goals. Is that When was the change? The 11th? Uh, the 11th, yeah. Hold on. I'm, yeah, I think it's been two weeks now. 
So, yeah, I guess it would be about the 11th. They have one loss since then to a Minnesota Wild team who is at the top of the NHL. And other than that, they've been beating some good teams. So, yeah, and they've been putting up goals. McDavid and Dreisaitl looking good right now. You know, my boy, uh, who I played with at St. Andrews College in Aurora, uh, Warren Fogle, he's on the – it's a good friend of mine. He's on the second line now with Dreisaitl. He's he's playing really good hockey too. I I love watching you know good friends of mine. Like I, I know a lot of guys, but he was one of the guys I was always closer with. And it's cool seeing a guy that you played with for two years straight, and now he's on a line with uh, Dreisaitl in the NHL and really feeding the guy point after point. So that's that's been a cool thing for me to watch because I know when I used to practice with that kid, right. he. I've never seen somebody battle harder in the corners. And that's even the way in the NHL, you know. We hear some people might not know who Warren Fogle is when I say that name, but you know, it's cuz he's not a superstar. There's tons of guys. I look at uh, Trent Frederick on Boston. I look at uh you know, you Kreider even for the Rangers. These guys that they can go into the corners and absolutely battle. And people don't re- realize how important that is those one-on-one battles in the corner getting the puck out. So, you know, it's been fun to fun to watch some good friends in the NHL doing it, and especially on a line with Dreisaitl now is the coolest thing for me. Well, I would think so. You know, I got to watch one of my former students beat an umpire's chair last night. So I guess yeah. we, there, there's always that too, right? But I get it. I totally get it. I grew up playing tennis, and I played basketball, so I got to play against Glenn Rice, for example, and Andre Rise and guys that are my age now, obviously <laughs> older. Yeah. Most people listening probably never heard of, but those guys were good. Do you have any interest? This is another thing. When I look at a hockey line and I see six and a half goals, in my brain I always think under because when I see that, I, you don't see a whole lot of games going up to seven, but well, yeah, this, this could game. though. The Toronto game yesterday was set at seven or seven and a half. That's I didn't understand. I, I, you know what? I, that's crazy number there. Yeah, looking back, I wish we would have just I would have taken the under in that. I mean, I you can people, say we because I was chatting with you in the, in yeah. the afternoon a little bit there, and I, I was completely in agreement with you. Yeah, but uh, like you said, I mean, personally, and I say this all the time when I go on live shows. I in the NHL have always been more successful as a a sides guy, money lines, three ways or spreads. Usually I have to love an over under to take it. But yeah, absolutely. You know, usually the ones I do look at are those six and a half sevens you're looking under or the five, five and a half you're looking over. I mean, one of the first overs I played yesterday, I just dumb and parlayed it with the Sharks money line but was the over five and a half in that game and it hit in the second period then you look at this one Colorado Detroit yeah I think every line tells a story as everybody says and you know both these teams are scoring at a high clip right now but I always like to look for regression spots on that too you know we talked about it yesterday before the Columbus game. They and it really didn't come to fruition, but I still would take that play again if I had to because after scoring two goals and I mean seven goals back to back games, a team like Columbus, you got to expect some regression. And you know the books are accounting for everything: their recent games, recent success. Everything's built into those lines. So when you look at it, there's there's a reason it's set at six and a half. Both these teams they can they can score goals, but yeah, Darcy Kemper, 
not great in goalie for the Avs. I mean, he's got a great record, but I still don't think he's been the answer. You got Grease in that for Detroit. I mean, he gives up over three goals a game. And then both these teams are scoring at ridiculous clips. Avs coming off a bad loss to the Bruins. But then again, it's like, do they want everybody to be thinking exactly what I'm saying right now in that, oh, Detroit and Colorado are both scoring all these goals. Everybody's going to go to this over six and a half. And, you know, we both know that it's pretty easy for an NHL game to start going. There's no goal 10 minutes into the game. They're playing a lot more defensively now because nobody has a lead. It's a close game. Once that happens, you got to start worrying and that game's going under. You got that right now. The one I I might have interest in tonight is the Kings and the Coyotes. Yeah. But I think I might play the puck line here because it's already at two ten for the in the Kings' favor, and I don't think I like that number. I I know that the Kings have played really well. They've won four of their last five, and I know Quick has been playing good, and they've been scoring. But Arizona, the last time I bet against Arizona, I lost. And I, because yeah. they, you know, they don't win very often, so you can just imagine which game it was. I it was against the Seattle Kraken, actually. So, uh, but I like the Kings this year. I, I like their their finicky. They play a little bit of defense, and, and they there might be a fight in that one tonight too. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you on that one. I mean, it's we don't need to talk about Arizona's stats. You know, they're 31st or 32nd in the league and. Most of the Nearly stats. everything, yeah. <laughs> the Kings offense has been good this year, but uh, you, you want to know an interesting stat I looked up on the Kings the other day because we were talking about blue lines and it came up after because on all the all the research I was doing, really LA didn't come up on anything. But right. uh, they're first in the NHL and shots on goal allowed a game. They only let about 27 shots a game on net. And that's the team in, in Arizona is not going to shoot a lot. But uh... – that's that should be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting slate tonight. We wish you good luck. Great stuff today, Zach. Tell everyone where they can find you. Talk about your videos and all the other great things that you and the big man are doing over at Pick Profit. Yeah, of course. On uh, Instagram, we're at Pick Profit Inc. On Twitter, we're just at Pick Profit, no ink. Uh, but yeah, we drop free. Usually I'll do them two different free pick videos a day. You know, lately we've had a lot of different stuff going on. I've tried to get them up. But if we don't, we also have a Telegram link that we'll, we usually post in our Twitter bio or uh, tweet it out or put it on our Instagram story where you can click the link and join. That way if I don't get out a video, I can – we got about a 1,000 people in that group that will fire out the free picks to course we have our premium plays and stuff too that the boss man puts out we've been doing tons of stuff lately i mean trying different these marathon live betting marathons i've told you about where you know we use a different smaller bankroll and just go crazy with 40 45 live bets in a night it's volatile sometimes but we've had good success on them and really all we're trying to do is what phil tries to do too we're trying to help you guys become better sports betters at the end of the day yeah we have picks that we love yeah, we'll sell you guys picks too. But if you want to just message me and talk about, you know, I, hey, I don't want to buy picks. I think I do pretty good on my own. But can you help me manage my money better or give me some tips towards that? I'm always willing to help that too. I'm I'm always about just trying to make everybody beat the books together. That's what it comes down to in this industry. Not for everybody, but for guys like me and Phil, you know, we're we're really here to help you guys. That's why I love doing this podcast with Phil. He's a great guy. He, 
tons of knowledge on sports. And if you're one of our followers listening, make sure you give him a follow too. But yeah, for us, at Pick Profit Inc. on Instagram and at Pick Profit on Twitter. And we're just dropping tons of trends, picks, everything lately. So give it a, give it a look. Yeah, definitely give it a look. Uh, I get over there every day and have a look myself. You have to. It's at Pick Profit. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp for being here for us each and every day, presenting this show and keeping this show on the air, making everything possible. That's PlayUp.com. It's always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nation Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Head on over there and follow us. Sign up for one of my little packages over there and cash with Flash. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.